Check one, two, check one, two. Miami on the rocks, Casey Chops. Please make sure you follow us on that Instagram at MIA on the rocks. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Apple Music. If you want to see the visual, make sure you follow us. Subscribe on YouTube. Who's us? You know what? When people be like, you know how we, I just feel like I don't like talking about me. Like, follow me. So when I say follow we, like we working, it's really, it's me working. But like, that's, we, that's what I'm thinking. It doesn't I'm feel like, as selfish to say, you know, we working or like, it's not I'm working. That sounds kind of like braggadocio, you know what I mean? Like, nah, nah. B, it's you, right? All right, follow, you, follow right? me, but it's, it's the brand. It's we. I got to make people think I have a team. Bro. Oh, then, a, then lead with that. Okay, okay, we'll do that. Um, follow, follow us. us. <laughs> follow, there we go. Follow us, MIA on the rocks. Follow us on YouTube. Um, I got a homie. He bodied. I did a show, the Only in Dade show. It was a drive-in comedy show slash DJ show. And I haven't been impressed with a stand-up comedian in person in a, a very, very long time. So... This guy killed it. And I was like, yo, I have to invite him on the podcast. And, you know, we've been vibing ever since. I got Gene Harding with me. How are you, sir? I'm amazing. You good? Bro. Yeah, man. Solid. Yo. So, bro, you killed that show, bro. That was something different for us, right? Like, as far as me as a DJ, as far as you as a stand-up comedian, we had the DJ to, to cars. And both of what we do, we feed off the crowd. Like, we have to see faces. We have to see what people's reactions are to things. And being in a car, you can't see any of that. So, my job and your job, that was the first time I ever did some shit like that. Yo, first of all, it didn't seem like it was your first time. That's how dope it was, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like everybody was so, it was just, I'm the only idiot that was on outside. Like, I don't know nobody there. Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I got booked for the gig. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. But y'all seem so cool with it. I'm like, yo, you know, we about to do a comedy show with DJs in the background to a bunch of trucks and Honda <laughs> Civics, right? You understand that, B? Like, we about bro. to be in a parking lot of Walmart and we got to tell these jokes. It's hard enough to do that in front of human beings like mm. in a, in a mm. regular setting. Facts. So you can understand my fear when I was getting on that stage. And honestly, the music saved it. Right. Bro, when I, when I first got there, because I was the first person to DJ, and I'm getting there, the cars are pulling up, doo -doo -doo -doo, mm. and I'm here. Like, if I was in a regular club, I would tell people, you know, either, you know, if you came with your best friend, put your arm around your best friend, right. or if... Do, I would tell people to do something, you know, put your hands up, which is the old school shit or whatever, like, you know, uh, you know, point to your best friend or whatever, whatever it is, tell people to do something. And I'm like, damn, I can't do that here. So what can I tell people to do? I'm like, boom, honk your horn. So I came up, you know, if, yo, if you're with your best friend, da -da 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 -da, honk your horn right now, bah, 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 you know, well, before the well, Spanish. We needed that. Right. And Cause, then, you, and you, Cause you set the tone, first of all. Yeah. You set the tone so that people could let us know that it's a good thing, a good emotion that they having mm -hmm. when they honk and they flash lights so you once you did that it, it started like the momentum so now when we telling our jokes and they really feeling it not only are they dying laughing in their car because you can mm -hmm. see some of them doing that mm. but you can hear it bum, 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 yeah bum, you said, you know, i remember you said i don't know if one of y'all got tourettes or like <laughs> Yo, dudes was honking. Rah, rah, rah. Gene said, yo, I don't know if y'all really like me or you got Tourette's. That's exactly what I said. But I, and that was, that was my attempt mm -hmm. at letting them know that they are still real to me. Mm -hmm. Did the horns and the lights help you? No. Nah, like, it's, it's to know if the rhythm was going good? Like, nah, listen. It was just like, uh, nah, I was about to give a real bad analogy, mm -hmm. but I'm going to just fall back on that. Okay. But 
it it's not that it helped. It's just that once I knew what the product was going to be, mm-hmm. then I just I enjoyed it. Like yeah, I didn't have no other option. Yeah, I I can't give in right now. Yeah, damn, that's crazy, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was my first time doing a show where the accolades is coming from their cars. Mm-hmm. There was nobody outside. Now I can hear y'all laughing on the side. Mm. I heard the laughter from the left of me off stage, but the people were showing love like they was like, bam, bam, getting in. And so even though a lot of times they wasn't able to hear the next joke, mm-hmm. they were still so high off the last one. Yeah. They didn't care that they were just yeah. going through their shit. And it was. Well, I walked around during your set, bro, and I was literally cracking up, bro. And you went for how long did you go for? Pause. 27, 25 minutes. <laughs> Really, bro? That shit felt like 45 minutes. Mm. Like, it felt like a long time. That I you cut want... myself. I was supposed to only do like 15 to 20. Wow. Bro. But it was you going just, so smooth. Yeah, though. you were rolling, bro. Flowing. Bang, bang, bang. And people were feeling it and I was cracking up, bro. But it was I... dope. Like, did you get to hear it inside somebody's no. car, though? Nah. Because that was a different thing. No, bro. no. Well, I was in the back mm-hmm. by coolers and shit and they had you on in the car but it was loud we were listening from the outside no way yeah like so when they speak is on some black yeah I was listening through the speakers and shit right right. yeah you couldn't hear back in the back you had to be close to a car that was playing loud you know because I did I did some laps too um, throughout the show but Mm -hmm. I didn't get to enjoy it like people was Mm -hmm. doing inside their car Mm -hmm. it sounded like it was playing off a serious radio Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying it sounded dope like that yeah yeah that was fire and I was wondering if the music translated the same way like if if, you know but I got Gene Harding in here bro so how long have you been doing stand up? 11 years Mm. 11 years when people ask me that man that's like I did it for 11 years but I thought I was funny for way longer Mm. you know what I'm saying I mean you probably were you were the funny guy you know the class clown probably right like I was better than the class clown though, mm. son. Like the class clown was trying too hard. Mm. Yeah, you. You know right. what I'm saying? Like you're from New York, though, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. I was low key. I was low key shy. Oh, that might be a lie too. <laughs> like, it, like I didn't want to be in the front. Uh huh. I just didn't like to not be there. <laughs> okay. So I didn't try hard. I just said and did shit in school. Yeah. That just kind of moved me there, and I just. Gotcha. Went with that. So when mean? did it come to the point where like maybe okay now it's like I'm rehearsing for my first show in the mirror trying to put a set together like when did how did that come or did you just get drunk one night on on a random stage and just kill that shit naturally without just look I said in my life that I was never gonna get married I moved down to Florida I got married <laughs> so I said to myself yo money if you could get married you mm-hmm. could do anything yeah. Damn. So I just right after my marriage, I went and did my first open mic, and mm-hmm. most open mics, most first open mics, is supposed to be whack. Mm-hmm. Like most, everybody's gonna tell you the story. Like their first open mic was trash, yeah, they and it, as it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah, you're for nervous whatever, for whatever reason. Mine just wasn't. Wow, right? And that was the gift and the curse, though, because it because it was so dope. My very first one, it, it gave me the balls to keep doing it, mm. but. If it was whack, I probably would have quit. Wow, that's crazy. Now, some of the, the great ones that that tell you that their first one was, was trash, mm-hmm. they had the perseverance or the determination or the discipline mm-hmm. to keep going. Yeah. I didn't have that. Yeah. I would have been like, nah, this, this shit ain't working. So what do you think made you cool to be in front of a crowd like that? Like, did you grow up like in front of crowds and in front of big people talking to people? Nah. Or was it that was your first time on stage and you just felt comfortable? I, I, did, I did some plays. Back gotcha. in college, but I did that for the girls though. My yeah. my professor told me she said this in front of the class, and there was this girl sitting next to me in my college speech class, 
And the professor said, yeah, Gene, why don't you try out for the play? And I tried to play it all. Like, please, I don't do plays. But the shorty next to me. What was the play? Like, like Scarface? <laughs> nah, nah. It was some, some old school classical joint. Got you. But the girl that I was trying to, that I was liking was next to me. It was like, I love plays. I'm like, oh, oh damn. You God, got to dive in, this bro. play. Yeah. So the professor was like, come to the audition. I audition. I get this small part in this play, Moliere, some a classical joint. Mm-hmm. And I played this. I, I played the small parts. Uh, I murdered it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I low key murdered. It. Murdered the play. That's I tough. murdered the play, yeah. son. And then, uh, then they cast me the, next, the following year, like my senior year, for the, the lead role. Then I just started doing plays. So I got over that fear of talking in front of people. Mm. And plus, real, real talk, like I didn't really have that fear. A lot of people got that. I, I just didn't have it though. I yeah. just like I grew up in an era where hip hop was just coming up, so it was a lot of freestyles. Now I wasn't a freestyler. Mm-hmm. I was one of the dancing dudes mm. that got in the middle of the dance floor. Where in New York you from? Born in the Bronx. High school in Queens. Uh, I moved to Brooklyn for a year, so I don't really oh, count Brooklyn. From every borough. Right. I don't count Brooklyn, but I was there. Mm-hmm. But Bronx and Long- oh Long Island was the last part mm-hmm. of my New York. You go back often or? I mean, who, who goes back anywhere often now? You know what I'm saying? Like That's true. The plane the, the, done been how, shut down. How, how, is it, how is it for you um, as far as that being your hometown, as far as your, your stand-up comedy connecting? Like, do you go over there and do shows? And nah, so I, I do go and do shows, but I started my comedy down here. Mm. So this is my, my, right. my world has started down here in Florida. Right, but I would say your humor has like a New York kind of... Mm. Vibe to it. Nah, so my accent does. <laughs> right. Okay. My accent does. I mean, I, I left New York, it's, it's been what, 12, nah, about 15 years actually. Because okay. after New York, I went to LA. Mm-hmm. So I lived in LA for like three years and I came mm. to Florida. But I, I mean, I still rep New York because it's in my blood. I left so late. Mm-hmm. It's not like I was, I left New York when I was two and then I came gotcha. to I left there like in my 30s. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's in my blood, but... Do shows, how do shows go, go for you over there? In the oh, time? nah, son. You could, my first show leaving South Florida when I started comedy down here, mm-hmm. my first show in New York, I ate a dick. Damn. <laughs> in New York? Yes. Damn, I ate bro. it. Yo, like um, on some Apollo shit? Yeah. Like, I opened up for... Uh, my man saw me doing a show at... A, a comedy club in New York, right? Mm-hmm. He was in the back. He saw, he didn't know I was going to be on because I ain't seen him in a while since college. Mm-hmm. He was in the back. He saw me. I murdered it. Mm-hmm. He hit me up after. like, yo, come do this show in Harlem. Like, of course. So I go, I fly back up to New York, go do the show. I'm opening up for Ashy Larry. Mm-hmm. Donnell Rollins is doing the show. Mm-hmm. And he, is, so it's in Harlem somewhere. It's down in the basement, but they got the mics going everywhere so they got DJs everywhere in, in, the, in the spot I do the show uh, I think I went up like the host went up then I go up like first and I'm, I'm talking about trash damn all the jokes that, that was killing in South Florida mm-hmm. I brought them shits to New York <laughs> it's different bro right it's a different yo, world my dude it's a different world bro they gave me that look like your money take that elsewhere damn pack it up and I and I was so new to the game, I didn't know how to take that kind of defeat. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know it was a lot. I mean, I knew I ain't hear no laughter, 
Mm. But it ain't break my soul. Yeah. So when I left, when I got off the stage and I'm walking through the bar, I still was walking with this edge, like, oh, I just got off stage. Like, what up, everybody? And normally people would be like, yo, you was on stage, you did your thing, they want to get to know mm-hmm. you. Yo, my dude, when I was walking that night, they was parting that shit like the Red Sea. Ain't nobody want to touch me. Damn. Like, I walked through a crowded club mm-hmm. and ain't grazed nobody because they saw me as the dude that just ate the dick on stage. Yeah. <laughs> and they was like, we out. <laughs> Damn, bro. Did that make you like, yo, I'm not fucking with New York anymore? Did that make you? Nah. Did that make you? Oh, okay. Because nah. some people will come out of that like sour, you know, like, oh, I'm not going back to that market. Or, then they're not from oh. New York. Mm. Because mm. being from New York, like, it, it, it gave me the, it gave me the street smarts. It mm. gave me that, that resilience. But like, being from New York taught me how to like, be able to spot a woman with a dick a mile away. You know what I mean? Like, you can't catch me off guard no more. Like that's the New York training camp. Yeah. And I always say this, like since Miami is like its own little world that like, like it's easy for New Yorkers to relate to people from Chicago, from Philly, from DC, from Detroit, you know, but like once you come to Miami, we're like in our own little world. It's, it's cool, but it's bad in certain aspects because once you leave Miami, a lot of your, 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 your jokes and your style are not going to translate to, to, to people from up top, you know, even the West coast. I mean, you know, you know, so different about that though, like is that, so even New York is in their own little world, right? But the catch or the difference is every goddamn country on this planet mm-hmm. is represented somehow, some way in New York. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Even to businesses, you can find an Ethiopian restaurant, mm-hmm. you can find a Bangladesh uh, grocery store, you can mm-hmm. find a lot, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Everybody's represented in New York. So when people talk about New York as being um, like a small, narrow-minded or whatever, that's not the case at all. It's just that like New York is- I think Miami's narrow-minded. That was my point. <laughs> I'm about to get to that oh, for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I know they are. Yeah. Because so the difference is, so we got the whole world up in New York. Right. So we don't really have to travel much to have, to have known somebody that spoke a language from right. the Eastern Bloc. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or from right. Malaysia. Right. Whereas Miami, they rock with they, who, we, who they rock with. You got, you got Little Havana, you got Little Haiti, uh-huh. you got all these little towns, and they just rock with they, they got their own shit popping. Mm-hmm. And they don't. Yeah. I don't know. It just they, it seems exclusive. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? No, I feel that. I feel that. Like even for a black dude, like, they, like there's a lot of spots in like Miami, like mm-hmm. they just never have a black dude come in there. Right. Because it's, it's their own little town. Right. But see, that's why I think the only engaged show that we just did, the driving show, defined like defied that because I think most of those people in that crowd were Latin, bro. Were like Cubans and shit. Yeah, I would sure. say, you know what I'm saying? Right, but and, I mean, and, nah, it didn't define and, it though. It, it it actually adds to it. No, it that's what like, I'm saying. That it it it, it 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 didn't it didn't make it seem like it was separated. It made it seem like everyone just accepted. Every, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. First of all, that was that show was dope because. In this, so we living in a new world right now. Mad shit had to change mm-hmm. about how you found comfort in this life. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like back when you could go to the movies or just go to dinner or go chill at your boy's bar with a whole squad of you. None of that, you can't do that no more. Right. So you got to find a new way to find happiness. Fact. And that driving theater show, son, was so ingenious mm. because everybody was socially distant. Right. We was on stage. Right. And you still got to be out 
You more comp- You got all your drugs, all your liquor, all your whatever you wanted to bring. It's your car. Yeah, it's your car. It and don't it, matter. It felt safe. It felt responsible. It felt like we weren't doing nothing wrong, and it was a but success. Nobody, but nobody was doing anything wrong. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. you in your own car at a drive, and you get to watch a comedy show, not just the regular, and you get to interact. So, but in my mind, I was thinking before the show, I was like, "Yo, in my mind, people are gonna get out the car. People are gonna start running around, mingling, going to other cars, and that's what I thought. Well, after the drinks were flowing, you know what I'm saying? And I was surprised. I'm like. Everyone's still in their car For the most part People chilling on the hood But like Cause you know what you was thinking You was, you was on some tailgating shit Yeah Cause it, it was, that's what it was the One big tailgating party yeah. But because of what we going through People stayed Like they might have seen people over there Like yo what yeah. up But we, there was nobody There was no people mingling and dancing It yeah. was just That was I, one of the best shows I ever did B that's, Yeah bro You killed it bro it was I'm, so uh, you coming from New York? How, how, how do you feel about South Florida women? You you like them? You like the you like Miami girls? I mean, oh. they they cool to look at, mm. but you get to mm. know them. I'll be like, yeah. oh my, you, you you born and raised there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm picked that up. Yeah, man, the F cat is just you know. Yo, do they even are they even making it to that shit? Like, because <laughs> you know what, like, the, the competition, like they so they so bad down here. That they catching on like, yo, ma, fuck that school shit. You don't need brain. And that's what it's like. So, I I mean, I'm sure there's some dope girls down here. Yeah. They got the looks and the brains. Mm, I'm looking for it, Gene. I'm looking for it, bro. Mm-hmm. And I'm not looking, though. Yeah. No key. I'm at a different place in my head. Like, I ain't yeah. looking no more. So not for me, too. There's probably dope ones in my circle I don't even know about. Yeah. But I'm just so focused on finally, like, investing my energy in me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like this, and I don't know what y'all picked up from this quarantine. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people hated it, like being home. I I got lucky where like I just broke up with my girl, mm-hmm. and I just got my place by myself, so mm-hmm. I'm alone all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it was dope. Like I, I learning guitar. <laughs> I'm learning Spanish, my dude. Trust like, me, bro. I'm the same. I'm doing things. And then the thing is, you get you fall in love with your own space that once you try to bring someone into your routine it makes it tough because you, you, you're, you're like in love with your solidarity you know what I yeah, mean like yeah that's, that's but, me, but, but I mean but that's what you do is you audition that person though like if you bring in somebody in the right. fold like let her be in your situation and let you be you and see if it works yeah like if you find yourself like not being yourself while she's in your space yeah you know what I mean but if you if you're doing you However you do you, I don't care what that is. And she's right there, and she don't comment, she don't make no fuss about it, and she just then you could be like, all right. Yeah, I need to find I need to find a woman who has something going on. So when I'm focused on my shit, like she could focus on hers, whether it's something that she does dope creatively, whether it's her job, just like she like a lot of these girls just, hey, what do you like to do? Oh, you know, I like to watch Netflix. But, wait, you know, on, like, but why that voice, son? Why? <laughs> you know, uh, my bad. Yeah, listen. You know. Listen, that's the low-key misogyny right there. I mean, you know. I mean, how do you do a, how do you do a, damn, was that massage? That was misogynistic? I just wanted to switch to a lighter tone. I'm, I'm just Gene, covering just, my eyes. I'm just covering my eyes. Okay, you're covering. I'll go, I'll step on I'm, the ledge. I'm getting, I'm, cool. out, I'm getting out the frame like yeah, you be doing, yeah, son. I just, I can step to the I ledge. i step out the frame. But, um. I mean. Uh, yeah, what do you do? You know, I like to watch Netflix. Uh, okay, dope. You know, like, so I've had issues, bro, where it's like I'm doing my thing, you know, editing video and it's just Netflix. Like, or like, you know, I don't know, man. I I, I got to find a girl who has a hustle, who has a, a career, who's doing something with herself. I, I tend to 
stick to bartenders and waitresses and women from the club. So I need to like. Ain't nothing wrong with that though. If they still got their own shit that they moving, why is that a problem that they bartenders and waitresses? What, no, no, no. Yeah. If 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 they have something else that they're working on, like what do you do outside of that? You know what I'm saying? Right. That's but, what I'm saying. So because girls don't, the girls that you met that didn't have things going on outside of that, mm-hmm. how did that mess you up? Because I'm outside of my job, outside of DJing, like I'm at the club too. I'm getting nightclub money too, just like she would be. But the difference is during the week and shit, I'm hustling, doing other things. Like I know I don't want to be in the nightclub my whole life. So I'm learning, editing, you know, videos and things like that. that. I get that. What I'm saying is, so the girls that you met ain't been letting you do that? because they No, no, they let me, but it's like, I feel weird just having somebody just like, Around, I, I don't know, bro. I don't know how to explain it, but it's oh. just being like unproductive, like just there, you know? Because then I feel like I got to like entertain her. I feel like I got to like, you know. Oh, nah. You know what I mean? No, no, like, no. So that, that's on you then. Yeah. That's on you. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not letting them know that this is what I do and this is where my happiness comes from during the day. And if you mm. want to share it, mm. you're more than welcome to crash on my couch. Right. And watch whatever you want to watch while right. I do my shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And some girls... Go, they gonna be so down f- for your presence yeah that yeah. don't mean like she ain't doing nothing in her life it just means like yo I love that dude so much I'm gonna just be in his, in his essence right now mm. and then do your shit mm. you don't gotta entertain her she don't need nothing she know where the fridge is yeah. she know where the bathroom is yeah. you know what I'm saying no, and that's right. the girl you gotta find you right. like yo rock on money I'm gonna be right here I yeah. got my food she got her own bank account she got her own car she could bounce if she tired she, you know yeah there's girls out there, man. I gotta, I gotta say that because I know that. That's interesting that you say that, bro. Because it's like turning into a therapy session. Nah, we're we'll talking about this all. Yeah, but but um, my problem is that like, bro. For example, you know, had a I went on a date the other night. Had a young lady over here, and we literally just talked for like five hours. Right. I have this thing when I'm like, if I'm with women, I feel like I have to entertain them. I have to be making them laugh. Like, bro, I'll be. It's something weird, bro. Like, I'll be in my car driving with my girl. And it's hard for me to just like put music in us. But I'm I'm wanting to talk to her. Like I feel like I have to converse, you know. Yeah. So when I'm here in my house with you know whoever I'm dealing with, then it it feels like I have that pressure on me. I guess I give I give it to myself to like want to, you know, entertain her, make sure she's good. You yeah, know what that, I'm saying? It's hard for me to focus on my shit when half of me wants to like. You know what I mean? I don't know. It, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I, that but that's just on you. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> like you might have to call all your exes back and be like yo my fault we gotta do a retake <laughs> bro <laughs> I said this with Gooch G I said why is it that whenever I have like stand up comedians on my podcast we end up getting like super deep like super cause thera- we all psychos huh? yeah. so we be knowing <laughs> yo yeah. as much as I, as much as I think I'm one of the same dudes left mm-hmm. on this planet we have to be psycho right the good ones. I believe that. Right? To be able to like get a think little bit. Think off the bit, cuff and crate. Like, like even like, listen, like think about the best freestylers that probably never had an album. Mm-hmm. Never heard them outside, but we, we've been in some ciphers mm-hmm. where we heard some dudes spit off the top of their dome mm-hmm. and you're like, yo, you have to be like unhinged up there to be able to come up with that shit so quickly and so smoothly. Right. Robin Williams did it though. Mm-hmm. Some of the best rappers did it. Improvisation, right? Just and then and then sadly we see what Robin Williams was really going through. Mm-hmm. Like so, his brain got to him. Yeah. 
So, so we as comedians, the good ones, we are psycho. But like. It's a matter of like maintaining yourself and, and it makes you want to medicate, right? Like drink a lot. You nah, know, nah, nah, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay. Some some got the control where they, they know how to be just good human beings. Right. In the public. Like, right. Like the I don't know if we allowed to drop names on this podcast. Whatever we can edit whatever out later right, if cool. we decide to. All right, cool. But one of the dopest human beings mm-hmm. I ever met in the game mm-hmm. who had what it took to rock on stage, and mm-hmm. more importantly, what it took to rock off stage mm-hmm. was D.L. Hughley. Mm. That human being, mm. I, I met some dudes, man, but like mm. that dude, he he, so he he had a good control of his crazy because D.L. would come off the cuff when people sit in the audience, and he just rip off the top, right. and and just his all his jokes, like he just he just did it in a way that. So yeah, most comics we we lose up here, mm-hmm. and that's why the things can come out as fast as they do. Mm-hmm. But it's just a special kind of dude to be able to. You got to control filter, it, right? You got to figure filter, your mind out, kind of like in control. To filter, so we can still be in this world, right. right, and coexist with people that might be different from the way we think or the way we mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know how to do that, though. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't know how to uh, feel how you feel, but understand that this this. Other people are out there that mm-hmm. don't feel the way you feel. Like, I can't have the conversation about politics mm-hmm. with a lot of people mm-hmm. because they don't know how to f- empathy feel. feel someone else's like step out of yourself and feel someone else's perspective. Just that's, feel where they're coming from. That's asking a lot. You, I didn't get to that level yet. Oh, oh shit! Asking for empathy. That's 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 high mm. on the list. Okay. I'm talking about like just re- realizing or recognizing mm. that that person exists. We didn't even get to the forum yet where like okay. I even oh, understand okay. your opinion. Okay. But can you acknowledge that we hear? And okay. then we can talk and a lot of people just can't even do that. Right. And so you have a conversation with somebody about politics or or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they get so mad and defensive. And visceral, and like they flared up yeah. and angry. And I'm yeah. like, money, what is the real problem? Mm. You understand? Yeah, like that's a deeper issue within yourself that What's you're the real problem. Yeah. You mad because I thought that if I went to the voting booth and I voted for this person, mm-hmm. that that's what makes me what... And so you so mad at my... Why? Because... And I don't like that. Right. So I, I can't rock with a lot of... And it, it goes on both sides, though. Right. I don't care if you rocking CNN or if you rocking Fox. I got Gene Harding, Miami on the Rocks. Gene, plug all your social media for the people. Let them know where they can find you. Yo, when I want to be found, you mm. can find me on... Instagram at Gene Harding. That's G E N E. And it's, I got to stress that because come down mm-hmm. to South Florida, mm-hmm. like you automatically are Haitian. <laughs> and I just don't like that. Not that I, shout out to my Zoes. I'm not shout out all the Zoes. I got a whole race of West Africans from Sierra Leone that mm-hmm. I rep for that. Mm-hmm. So. And as soon as they come, they, they 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 hear your name and think automatically you're Haitian. Oh, I'm Haitian all day, and then I can't go nowhere. I can't go to like, uh, you know, if I go to a fast food joint mm-hmm. and I give them my name and I give them my name and they they write it down or put it in the computer. When I get my ticket back, it's always J E A N, and I'm like, Yo, money, do I got to... Come on, man. Like, can I get a shot? Is G E N E Harding as in Tanya? No. So, Gene, how is it? How is it? You know, being a comedian in, in, in the dating life in Miami. Oh, that could be hard. That could yeah. be hard because, if especially if you're a good comedian, you're traveling. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? So you you gone all the time. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. And then trying to find a girl that you've never met before, that you're trying to learn about. She's trying to learn about you, mm-hmm. and you always gone every week. Yeah, it, it could it could weigh a lot on people, man. It's, that's why I say like this this quarantine is like exposing relationships because people can't travel right now for the most part. So like Dude. you got you got to be day in day out with this motherfucker, and it's like homie. This quarantine has put relationships to the test. Mm. You better know that bitch before she gets up in the crib. Yeah. Like, and I'm not. I'm talking about men and women. Like, yeah. dudes, are you women have found out that the dude is the bitch for sure. Yeah, and you, you start your relationship. You meet a girl. Mm-hmm. A couple of years in, you decide, yo, let's get a place together. You got your job. I got my job. Our schedule works out. We cut. We come together when it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And then the quarantine came through and shut that shit down. Now y'all all in the mm. same crib. Mm. You and his badass kids or her badass kids ain't even yours. Day in and day out. You sit, yo, you, I learned a lot from other people's relationships mm-hmm. from this quarantine. Because mm-hmm. mad people broke up. Mm-hmm. Mad people couldn't sustain that shit. Right. So for me personally, like, I got lucky. Like, I broke up with my girl Right before the quarantine. Ooh, nice. It's well, like I mean, right before Valentine's Day, you missed it. Like. Around that, but but you know, I'm saying it's nice, but actually now that I think about it, I could have jumped off a building, B, because I was I ain't have nobody. Like we couldn't yeah. even fly nowhere. We couldn't meet up no more. So yeah. you know how you be having that breakup sex? Yeah. And you still trying to figure out if you're gonna work it out. So y'all yeah. still see each other. Yeah. Sometimes it's even better mm. than it was when y'all was in a relationship. Yeah. We didn't have that because yeah. as soon as we broke up, like boom, like stop flying, no more traveling, everybody's home. So a lot of that grieving pain mm-hmm. happened by myself. Mm. And the dating game changed, bro. When 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 everything is closed right now for quarantine, like I usually would never invite you know a woman to my house on the first date. You know what I'm saying? I would go out get drinks. You know what I mean? But I'm having to go in my bag. Like, hey, I normally wouldn't do this. <laughs> but given the circumstance, <laughs> I, I went in my white bag. I was like, given the circumstances of, of the climate of what we're dealing with during this pandemic, you know, one of the only things we could do right now is just, I can invite you to my house. We hang out and, you know, you are kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I didn't mean to hit, hit you with the voice. I knew that was I knew yeah, the voice was yeah. coming. So. <laughs> I mean, you do have a point. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you something about that. I'm the total opposite. Like, once I got my crib by myself, nobody else did, my shit was a brothel. I, <laughs> yo, if I met you at the corner store, you invited to my house. Damn, Gene. I, because I had roommates before. Like, oh, I lived with a girl before. So I, I didn't really have, like, my own, own spot mm-hmm. by myself. Because the spots I lived in was expensive. Okay. New York was expensive. Okay. LA was expensive. Okay. So when I came down to Florida and I could have my own crib by myself, Yo, I swear to God, I was. So you t- got the bar, you got the drinks, you turn into your own little club, like. Oh, my bar. house, my crib. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't vet a girl out to see if she. If I, if I got your name, yeah, that's your name. Cool. Here's my number. Meet me at my spot. Come through. I mean, it, they it, all. That's basic. tough though, because most women won't do that, bro. Most no, women. No, no, are, no. But I mean, I, I would offer it. So right, right, course, right, right, they, right. Of course, those who took it, took it, right. Okay. But I'm talking about like the ones that willingly came and just chilled, right. Mm-hmm. They over they like all the stories weren't like success stories. Right, right. Like it, I had some horror shows. Right. <laughs> Do I want to like what type of horror shows? 
I met this girl at the bar, mm-hmm. right? We at the bar at the Hard Rock at the casino. Mm-hmm. And I'm chilling. I'm feeling good. I'm by myself and she's next to me. Now, she's nice. She's already a little twisted. And she's telling me about she was there playing poker or whatever. And she was with a homeboy. So I'm like, homeboy? Oh, like, man. is that really your yeah. man? Like, oh, no, this is my friend. We staying up here. But I just... I'm like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I'm leaving. I bought a couple of drinks. I'm leaving. She goes, I want to come with you. Cool. Oh, come on. Oh, man. We go back to my crib, my dude. As soon as we walk in, she got butt naked. This is me like... You know, for the, for the real gentlemen that are still out in the world, right? Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. I don't count it as official that it's going down until it's actually going down. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's good. That's good. No. I don't put my money like, yo, I'm about to knock something down. Yeah, you, you don't get too hype until- No, it, yeah. at all. That's smart. At all. That's smart. Because it gives room for her to be like, nah, you know what? I changed my mind. Get the fuck off of me. Right, right. Then I'm like, all right, my right. fault. And I grab right. my shit and I bounce. Yeah, you're going to make sure she goes all the way. But we're putting the ball in her court. Nah, like, this is yeah. you. This is your yeah. world. Yeah, facts. You know what I'm saying? So I just fall back. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care. Like, you know, I'll take my blue balls and go home. I'll Google a chick that looks just like her and be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pornhub, so page five. Right. Like, oh, page five? What's that? Yeah. No, like on the fifth page, you know, one, two, oh, three, four, oh. five. You get to, like, you'll find one that looks like her in the first four, oh. five pages, oh, you know. Oh, bet. I'll try that out. Yeah. shit. Yeah, you know. So that being the case, man, so, like, it's not official that it's going down until it's actually going down. Like, I have yeah. to be, I, once I see the motion, <laughs> then I'm like, all right, cool. It's fucking lit. It's yeah. official. Thank yeah. you. I shake a hand, contract, yeah. and then we're good, right? Yeah. Before then. Sign it, bro, because I don't play with that. You know, they, they, they have an app. That you could get consent right here. Like, yo, sign my phone real quick. Sign the app. This is the consent agreement. Like, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? It's going to that level, bro. <laughs> like, and they I, have the app. Like, if I'm famous, if I'm Justin Bieber, yeah, you're probably going to have to sign this app. But, you know but is I mean? that app a video too, though? Because any clown can just sign it himself, though. You're right. Well, it's a it's a contract. You know what I mean? It's I know, a, but it's got to be a way that they can find out. Maybe there is the, a video. Like right, a it her gotta saying. Be, it's got to be that. <laughs> yes. Because any dude could take her finger and be like, yo, here. Yeah. Oh, you shit. Know a lot of weird dudes yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a fact. But the girl comes into my crib. Mm-hmm. Soon as she walks in, gets butt naked. Mm-hmm. Took off all her clothes. Mm-hmm. We ain't say a word. Mm-hmm. We ain't even kissed yet. Mm-hmm. Right? She's, but I'm like, oh, she's, she's ready, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? I go in the kitchen to make some drinks. She's in my bed sleeping, butt mm-hmm. naked sleeping. So I'm like, all right, put the drinks down. I go in the bed, try mm-hmm. for a little kissing. Mm-hmm. She's like, get off of me. Get the fuck off of me. I'm like, oh. what the fuck? Oh, like, I'm bugging that, yeah. B. I'm like, Ma, are you, this for real? Yeah. Cause, so because I don't do drugs like that, uh-huh. I don't know the effect. I'm, I'm assuming it's drugs. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the effect that right. it's going to have on people. So I'm like, Ma, what you mean? Like, you you just had me drop. You could have easily stayed with your friend at the heart. Yeah. But this is me trying to talk to a rational, what I thought was a rational person. Yeah. Get the fuck. I'm like, yo, okay. I'll I get, get the fuck off you, but I'm just. So she's yap, yap, yapping. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I went and got my phone, mm-hmm. put it on video. And I videotaped the whole thing. Man, I had to, <laughs> yo, my dude, it, it, yo, I videotaped a show that I have never shown the world. I probably will never. Bro, I did the same exact thing. I have a story that's like the same exact thing, bro. I had, bro, I've told this story before, but 
I was with my girl at the times, bro, and I'm DJing. I never take my, my girlfriend to work, but she came with me to work. I'm DJing. Nah, nah, nah. And after we're done, I'm going around the, the club to the promoter's table, saying what's up to the promoters. And I saw the girl, this girl hosting. And my boy uh, who pays me was right next to her. I lean into this girl, like, nice to meet you. You know, uh, I do radio, you do radio. We have mutual friends. You're from New York. Pleasure to meet you. And I guess I was leaned in too long, and my girl, bam, flipped out. Like, security had to yoke her up. No, no, no. So now we're leaving. My boys are with me too. My boys are in the back seat. I'm driving home. She just bugged out in front of everybody, in front of my business clients, everything. I'm driving and she's in my face like, Maldito gringo, like this, touching me like this. Bum, bum, bum. I'm like, yo, my boys are in the back. Like, yo, she's going to kill you, bro, when you get home. I get to the crib. They leave. Oh, no, halfway through the ride. Now she's trying to touch me like, papi, I'm sorry. Like she like, like went from angry to like horny. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, don't touch me. Like, like you just wild out in front of my clients and people like, I'll talk to you tomorrow, you know? We got to my crib and she won't like give me my space. I'm like, yo, sleep in my bed if you want. I'm gonna sleep on the couch and we'll talk tomorrow. We'll figure it out. But she wouldn't give me my space, bro. She would literally like a zombie. And I would walk over here, walk she over She was drunk? Here. Drunk. Oh, Super you, you should have led with that, though. I Super mean, drunk. Yeah, we're leaving the club, five nah, in the morning. No, but, but were you drunk? Not really. Right, so not I really. don't know the level. Right, right. Ah. But she, but, right, so she's not thinking rationally. And, and, and finally, I'm like, yo, if you're gonna be like this, just leave. She goes, oh, you want me to leave? Boom. Fucking runs out, right here, runs out my crib, goes right to her car, goes, backs up into a tree. Five in the morning, bam. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? No. So now neighbors come out, like two neighbors came out. And, and she gets out, runs into my house. Now her car's in a tree, I'm backing it out. And I go to my neighbor, I'm like, yo, what should I do? Uh, uh, should I call the cops? Like, she's wild. And then my neighbor goes, yo, you never know. She might say you did something to her. And I was like, put like a in my head, like, yo, she could lie and say I did, you know? So what I do, she's in my crib in my bathroom, locked in my bathroom. I go, I take out my phone and I hit record and I go up to her in the bathroom and I just start interviewing her. Like, yo, why would you do something like this? I did it because da 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 Like I have it on record of me clearing my name. You know what I'm saying? That's how scary 20, this time is in right now. So you, sure. you saying that you had to record and put everything on me, bro, I had to do the same thing, bro, because, but, because, that did, did, did the cops show up though? I didn't call the cops. Oh, I asked no, the lady. Nobody, if, nobody else did though. No, no, no one. Thank God. Two neighbors came out and I defused the situation. She's drunk. Da, da, da. This car, I backed it out of the tree, put it into the to the parking spot. Well, what happened though? So like the next day, like so then she, so then she, bro, she's in my bathroom and I hear my razor. Gzz. I'm like, yo, what is this? What is this chick doing, yo? And and wait, the the face razor yeah. or, the ball, or the balls razor. You oh. use it. Oh, you use the same ones. <laughs> Yo, Gene, I got the little one and I got the big razor with the clip-ons. You know. So what I do is, if if I'm on my balls, I put the one. I put the one. I put the one for my for my one, and then I take the little one and get the tight spaces in my balls. You know, I in between the, I my balls. I use the same ones, son. My balls is just as smooth and clean as my face. Fuck out of here. I'm good. I put a little alcohol. I put a little alcohol, a little yeah. dip, a little, little oil, but it's the same clippers. I don't need yeah, to. Yeah, I wash it. I wash it. You know, I'm yeah. not going straight face to balls. It's the same like we're not clippers. doing zing, zing. No, I do the face first. The face first, zing, zing, and then I bring it downtown. Then the next time I see it, be like a month, and I act like I don't know the dude. <laughs> and I just bring it. All right, man. I thought about Gene. I was like, damn, do I need like the balls clipper and the face clipper, separate ones? You know? I thought about that too. I'm like, yo, I live by myself. I don't care. Yeah. They both smooth. And I never break out, so I'm good. At like, all, right. You know what I mean? That's what like, I'm know. good. If I started breaking out, like... Yeah, I'm like, yo, I don't trust my balls yo, no more. But 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, we're sick, yo. But anyway, yeah. So I had that same, I had that same shit. That that uh um yeah. So I had to film someone before too, just to clear my name. But that scares the shit out of me. That's why I don't be having girls in my crib like that, like I did in my early twenties. Right, right, right. Like right. now, late twenties, early thirties, like. Um, you got to be special to come into my crib, bro. Because a girl could say anything she wants, and just the the accusation just oh, is, well, is a I killer. Mean, it could be anything. She could say anything. You're bro. right. Well, so I don't I don't let that happen no more. Right. Like, like for you to come to my crib, even if it's the first time. Right. You got to be. You know her kind. You got to be on all. You got to be of sound mind okay, and body yeah, to come to my crib. That's a fact. Like so, what happened that night was we met at the bar, and she was. Already wasted. Okay. And I didn't know the level. Mm. And so I said, yo, come on. And yeah. then we get there and then whatever she took, took effect. Yeah. And now I'm paying for it. Yeah. So you're not coming to my crib wasted. If right. I meet you at a bar. Stumbling and shit. That's nah, a, yeah, not yeah, coming. We, yeah, yeah. Nah. Yeah, we grow. Give me my girls a drink. Nah, you know what? Just stay over there. Yeah. Come over when you sober. Right. You know, of, of sound mind and body. Right. And come chill in my crib. Right. You can you're have not, some drinks, be a little drunk, right. come through. But if you you're out here my stumbling or not even you're able not to coming, talk, you, nah. there's a line that you cross. You're not and coming it's like, here. Yeah. You're not coming here, man. Yeah. That's just I just don't want that problem. I just don't. And I feel bad for the women that can't just party like that and just go wherever they want because mm-hmm. some idiot done messed it up. Right, you know right, exactly. So, because there's a lot I'm of a creepers cool out here, bro. You could come here and crash out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'll sleep in my bed. Sleep in my bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have ex- but, but, you, but you won't know that because and then, you can't trust it. And then that first night that you don't do it, she'll be like, oh my God, he didn't even try to like sleep with me. Right. And she's going to get more turned on to sleep with you the next time. Right. But a lot of dudes can't resist that first and urge. They right. And they can't wait. And, I'm not yeah. on that. I'm so patient. I'm so yeah. cool. Like, I just, my, I just don't need it. Like, I, first of all, I want me and her to be in that shit mentally mm-hmm. at the same time. Facts. Like, Facts. if a girl ain't really feeling you, she ain't really. You know, you could tell by the just, kiss. You like, could tell by her rhythm is she touching you. She if, ain't if, really rocking with you, money. Like, what you doing? But a lot of these dudes can't read the situation. They press the issue, like, off false readings, you know? Like, they don't know how to read because they go, rhythm. But, they, but they're going off their own. Their mm. own scan, like their own shit. How they feel. Right. That's all they're going on. They're not even reading how she at feels. All. At all. They're not, they haven't scanned hers yet. Yeah. So they're just going off theirs and their barometer is telling them, yo, you should do this. I'm you feeling this. Yo, feel, yeah. Should, and then she's like, money, you're not even reading the signs. Yeah. Fellas, let me tell you this. If 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 you want to know if you should go in for a kiss or you want to know if you should try to take that step. She's going to be touching you already. And while you're talking to her, if she's touching your thigh, if she's, you know, some girls do this, they're just friendly. So I'm not saying if, if as soon as she touches your thigh one time, then you go in for the kiss. I'm not saying that. Don't read it wrong. But I'm saying you could tell from a, from a woman's body language, if she's touching you in conversation, if she's laughing, if you're making her laugh, then she's touching your thigh. If she, you know what I mean? Like there's certain things you read, then you'd be like, okay, she's giving me rhythm. It might be cool for me to go in and try to do, you know. Let me let me just stop you right there. I ain't been that graceful. Okay. I ain't been that dude. I didn't. I, I wish I had listened to this podcast before oh, okay. a few of my endeavors, right? But I'm that dude that like I didn't get a lot of that physical shit from a girl on that date. But in my brain, I thought she wanted. But the you're, kiss. you're the you're the you're, you're the guy who has an amazing personality. So I'm sure when you go on a date with women, you're making them laugh. There, and, no, and no, I, no, no, I'm only listen. It's just like on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm only making those laugh that rock with me. Mm. Got like you. as dope as any comedian is. Mm-hmm. 
If you don't rock with them, you just right. don't rock with them. Got so you. Got there's going to be a lot more than just your staple moves that's going to get this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so you might think I'm personable. Mm-hmm. There's some chicks that don't fuck with a dude like me. Got you. Right? So I'm on a date with that girl. Tinder, blind date, whatever the case yeah, may be. Yeah. And our vibes ain't because right, right. maybe I'm too alpha. Maybe she too alpha. Not everyone's going to mesh with everybody. Right, that's, right? A, that's a fact. So that's been happening. So sometimes uh, my personality will make mm-hmm. a bitch like, like, nah, she like... And I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm only saying bitch because it's that one bitch in particular. Nah, bro, that you don't have to catch me. yourself. I'm not, just saying that yeah. because I'm saying that because I remember this one time. This chick, I go on a date with her, right? Mm-hmm. I knew I didn't like her, mm-hmm. but I didn't know. I didn't know the rules of the, the dating game. So we we at Fridays, mm-hmm. and the, they the waitress brought the bill. This is before like I knew how to tip. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I was 19. Mm-hmm. And the waitress brought the bill, and it was like nineteen dollars, and we only had like a round of drinks. Mm-hmm. It was like nineteen dollars and like forty eight cents, mm-hmm. right? And then she comes back with my fifty two cents change, but I felt like no, no, I'm lying. The day was going good at that moment. Mm-hmm. It, it went sour later. Mm-hmm. It was going good at that moment, but so I'm feeling good, and the waitress came back and brought me back my fifty two cents change, and I was like, Yo, mom, just just keep that. Mm. And I gave her the fifty-two cents tip, like your mom. This is it's going good over it's here, you. like your yeah. mom. But when you do the tap, though, son. Oh man. <laughs> Yo, that's when I. And then I became a waiter, mm-hmm. right? And started bartending. And then some Miami Dolphin players came into the bar. Mm-hmm. One of the dudes that just got drafted. I ain't gonna drop his name, but mm-hmm. he just got drafted, and so he got his check apparently. Mm-hmm. So he's there with his boys, and he's ordering. All kinds of Patron and he's partying. And I knew who he was. I'm like, yo, I'm proud of you, whatever. And then he uh, he got the bill. The bill was like 70, $74, $75. Mm-hmm. And I remember, because the, the way I was, this personality, mm-hmm. right? At the end, he, he gave me $80. Like, yo, yo, Gene, you're one of the best waiters I've ever had. And I was like, yeah. I'm looking at it like it's seventy five dollars. So you left me, you gave me, you gave me eighty dollars. So that's so that's five carry. So that's a, that's five dollars that you left me, son. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that's the tip. That's how much you feel about me. But I didn't say that to him like that. Right. What I did was I took him to the side. I'm like yo, we ain't have no problems with the bill, right? Mm-hmm. With the service, he's like, nah, you was dope. I'm like, oh, because my manager gonna think I wasn't shit. That's a good approach. Left, that's a dope approach. You left five dollars. Uh, yeah. So when I go tell him, he's going to think that I wasn't. Yeah. He's like, wow, how was it? And I could see that look in his face. Like he had never He genuinely didn't know. On how to tip. So mm. he stood there like, yo. I, so I'm like, yo, so normally, right, what I do is I take that first digit and I just double it. So if the bill is $70, I take that seven, I double, that's 14. So that's like 14. That's the that's 20%. So you add okay. that. So, so Damn, $70. Yeah, so $70, yeah. so now you add $14 to it, so that's going to be $84. So that's a good tip, mm-hmm. right? But it was $75, mm-hmm. so I do the math, so that's $15. Bucks. Mm-hmm. You add that, whatever. So he, I just remember he just stood there, was like, looking in his face, like trying to, I'm going to get what, so that's just pretty much how it works. And it will let us know that you really appreciate what we do. Right. He pulled out a 20, like, because it was nothing to him, yeah. but he just didn't know. Wow. Like, I didn't know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, anyway. 
That's crazy. Most people would assume automatically that, you know, he's a dickhead. He doesn't tip. He doesn't know. Like, people won't take the time to, like, look into a situation like that. You and know that, what I mean? But that's how we stereotype, too. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm that's saying? Like, we, because we don't talk to somebody. Like, you don't, you, you don't know that, um, whatever. I don't know. People you, don't try to come to understanding to understand each other. You know, and people just, at all. you do this. That's it. At all, and then you yeah. and you take that stereotype, whatever mm-hmm. is plastered in your brain, mm. and you apply it to every mm. human being that you meet every time, mm. and you be like your money, like yeah. Wait a minute, that Mexican was different. That black dude was different. Miami guys, this Miami guy is different. Right, right. Women love that, you know. Like, so I don't, I don't subscribe to that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like yeah. if you're not, if you're not giving me a shot, then you're not really worth. Yeah, and that's how I deal with the racism. That's how I deal with a lot of the shit that goes on down there. Because I'm like, yo, if you can't even separate and just uh, let me be me. Apply who I am to whatever. Like, don't come in here with your expectations and your assumptions. Like, bring all uh, that. And that's with anything. Expectations and limitations. Right. Because stereotypes come with that. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, Exactly. You're, you're, You're coming into this relationship, like, whether it's a man and a woman or just two people on the street. You're coming in with assumptions based off your past. Based off, you know what I mean, and and, and I can't do that because yeah. y- your past is going. Everyone is not the mind. same, right? It's impossible, and that's like, what. And I be doing. I be telling people out about relationships too. Like a lot mm-hmm. of girls, you you meet some girls sometimes, and you, they they come into the situation, and they bring in that rah rah. It's like date two, and they bring in that rah all that hurt from their last like, relationship. Really? All that <laughs> yo, I'm really? not your ex. I, I, whatever you thought I asked you, that really wasn't. I just said, yo, what you want to eat? Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. bugged out just mm-hmm. now because... But she probably has PTSD from something that she went through with someone wanting to ask what she wanted. You know what I mean? And like, that's real shit that you just said that, PTSD. Because yeah. a lot of people downplay it like it's just for the military. Yeah. But people go through some shit and don't realize it. Like, men and women. You know what I mean? Some dudes get messed up in the brain. That ingrains your brain for like mm-hmm. the few... Bro, I got into... When I was like in ninth grade, I got into a little accident where I stopped quick and someone hit me in the back and my shit went like that. And it wasn't a bad accident at all. But guess what? From that day forward, every time I stop quick, I look at my rear view to see if someone's going to stop... Like, hit me from the back. Pause. You know what I mean? Like, That's where you was going with it? <laughs> I thought you was about to be like, yo, after that accident, man, and yo, I, I, I jerk over with the left. Yo, I can't even pull it out with this, man. I didn't know where you was going. Nah, I'm just saying like... I'm always looking, yeah, but that shit is crazy. Things will affect you, man. Like, I met, um, when I was in fourth grade, Diana Cologne. I was crushing on her, right? Mm-hmm. I used to walk her home, and she, her grandfather would meet us. We used to cross the big street, the Grand Concourse, mm-hmm. and then I'd walk into the rest of the way, and then her grandfather would meet her right there, but her grandfather never spoke to me, mm-hmm. never said a word to me. He, didn't, he won't say nothing, mm-hmm. but he would just stay quiet as we walked. Mm-hmm. And then I asked her, I'm like, yo, why grandpa's never talked to me? Like, yo, mm-hmm. he don't rock with black dudes? She mm-hmm. was like, yo, he got robbed and jumped by a couple of black dudes. And he didn't speak no English. Right. So he had no English mm-hmm. and he got jumped by two black dudes. Right. So his respect was to not say a word to me. Right. Rather than he could have wild out and be like, yo, get away. Right. He just said, yo, you know what? This is, but he stayed in his box. Right. His comfort zone, what he thought, what his PTSD told him, right. like what his defense was telling him. But I wasn't mad at that, though. Right. Because he didn't harm me. He didn't show hate towards me. But you're a person of understanding. You stepped outside of yourself to understand why he feels that way. No, you know? no, no. That understanding didn't come till like 25 years later. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> In fourth grade, I wanted to do money. I wanted oh, to rush him oh, through yeah. the wall. Like, yo, right. I'm taking your granddaughter. Right, right. <laughs> 
No, no, no. I didn't have to understand it back in the day. I yeah. just like I just felt like, but it helped me understand, like, yo, some people might have PTSD on some real shit that right. went on in their life. Right. And you won't know right. that, that that's their shit. Right. You, you won't know that that's what affected them until you talk to them. Right. So you could you could vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. You could you could you could uh eat whatever food you like, you could date whoever you want. But if unless I have that interaction with you, I'm not going to go off the, the, the graph that they put on Fox or CNN. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go, go off uh, whatever polls. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to you. As an individual. I'm going to yeah. talk to you. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, because, yo, if, if we're going to go back to full circle, there are a lot of Cubans and a lot of Latinos that are voting for Trump. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. I or, drove through Miami Lakes and every single sign had a Donald Trump sign. Or, or, or a lot of black, or some black people right. that ain't, ain't rocking with Biden. Right. Mm-hmm. So that being said, right, mm-hmm. you're not going to have the access to talk to everybody mm-hmm. about why they feel or why they do what they do, right? Mm-hmm. The only thing you can do is stand in this position of let everybody be everybody as long as it doesn't hinder Mm. somebody else facts so I'm I'm not gonna be able to talk to everybody that's different from me mm-hmm. my ideals right mm-hmm. but if it's if it if it hits me if if, I, if I'm approached by it I'm in a good place to be able to listen and oh, I, I I see your opinion right. I see your difference right. All right cool move on that way if right. it's not what I rock with right right I ain't mad at you right or come this way if you like right. you know what I'm saying but it ain't but a lot of people, I just be, they be so full of hate, mm. full of hate for the other side. I'm like, your money, where's that real hate coming from? Like, where's yeah. that, like, what? And it can't just be politics. Yeah. It can't just be that you don't like that the, the tax bracket is changing your little demographic. Like, it's got to be deeper shit. And then, then 2020 happened. Mm. And then they started pulling down the curtains mm. on put the, eyes. Bro, that put the yep, that put the flashlight on everybody's. People had to for the first time sit with themselves and kind of like look within themselves. You know what I'm saying? My boy in Colombia had a talk with him, and and, and he lives in Colombia. I'm talking to him about what he's going through with the pandemic and everything. And we're talking about like you know Americans in, in this country. We're just taught capitalism to like search outside of ourselves for the next material thing. We don't really know as a people how to like look within ourselves and learn like learn how to deal with ourselves. A lot of people can't sit with themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like solitary confinement, they put people in a room and that's punishment. Right. You can't sit with yourself. Ain't that some real sit. shit right there, what you just saying? To for you to be punished even more than you are by being incarcerated, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to up it one and we're going to put you by yourself. And you're going to go crazy because you can't sit with your own thoughts. You can't. People don't know how to sit with themselves. Can you imagine that though? That's that's some. I I never even thought about it till just now. That's called punishment. Sitting with yourself. How crazy is that when you think about it? Like, oh, we're going to punish you and you're going to sit in a room by yourself. You know what it is? People can't sit by themselves, so they have to medicate. They have to grab a drink. They have to grab a blunt. They have to gamble. They need porn. Whatever it is. That's why this quarantine is so ill. To, like for different people it's forcing people to look within themselves because some people couldn't do it they suppressed their issues now they have to address it before they suppressed it with medication whether it's however you choose to medicate we all have our vices I'm not judging anybody but at one point you're going to have to put the vices and the medication to the side and deal with that feeling and, and, and that need like it's a real thing bro yo yeah. I, I, like I said 
I feel bad for anybody that couldn't find the silver lining mm. at the end of this thing. Because mm-hmm. first of all, there's no end right now immediately. We don't know. There's no light at the end of the tunnel, we don't, bro. We don't know exactly how, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, if you watch the news and you watch the media and you watch the graphs, you're going to feel like, oh, okay, I it's cool to come outside today. Then you poke your head outside, boom, you got you don't got hit with COVID. Now the numbers are up. So now you gotta move to another state. Oh, all right, so this state is doing better. Oh, so now, so it ain't it's 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 running rampant. We ain't got no control of it. We still gotta kinda uh let me let me tell you what happened to me the other day. This is why this is how I know COVID is affecting my life in a way that I never this girl was at my house, right? Mm-hmm. I had food poisoning. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it didn't take effect until she got to my crib. So okay. like I didn't know that I I was like I didn't know I ate something bad. Mm-hmm. It didn't start affecting me till she's like, oh I'm here. I'm like, all right, and now I'm like, yo, like, I'm like going through it, my dude. Terrible timing. That sucks. But I can't I can't be shitting in front of this girl. Like yeah. I just started rocking with her. Like yeah. I, and so like I'm You can't to, display any symptoms to at her at all. all. And I'm not telling her this yeah. story at all, yeah. right? So what happens is I'm just like trying to keep it cool. I go to the bathroom. I sneak to the upstairs bathroom. Wherever she's at, I go to the opposite bathroom mm-hmm. just, so, just to keep her away, right? Yeah. And then we get in the bed and I'm laying there and I guess I didn't purge enough because mm-hmm. I, I kept the bathroom runs to a minimum, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm laying in the bed. I'm in a full fever. Like I feel the heat on my body, my yeah. dude, because Damn. my body's trying to get rid of the, yeah. the whatever I ate, right? So I'm laying it. So normally, the girl will like snuggle on me, hold me, and shit like that. She felt my body heat, and she like Damn. in her brain. I know in her brain, she's like this dude got COVID. So now she's hanging on the other edge of the bed, like not like like I'm talking about like so far yeah. away from me. And then when she was she left in the middle of the night. Said goodnight, right? She came over. I was a weirdo. I'm like, oh, this chick, I got COVID. So yeah. she comes over. I'm laying there. She held my hand down so that I won't wake up and try to hug her. Yeah. <laughs> she had my shit pinned down like the wrestler. Damn. And then lean in and kiss me on my cheek. I'm like, yo, I'm out. So I had to tell her, like, yo, I have food poison. I just didn't want to tell you. I'd rather you think I got COVID. Yeah. Then you think I got the shits all yeah, night. Yeah. So I ain't telling nothing. But that's how COVID's messed up my day and shit. Like, Damn. I would have told her. I would have told another girl. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd, t- I'd rather tell a girl I got the shits than COVID, bro. Oh, I, le- I learned. I learned. Yeah. I- I'm going to start telling them. Mom, I'm going to be honest with you. You're my word. I promise you I do not have COVID. I ate some crazy shit and I got to go t- like charge it to the game. They'll probably be happy to hear that. Like, yo, yeah. I'd rather you shit than... She got a sigh of relief. Huh? Word. Thank God. <laughs> I ain't do Thank that. God, time. he just got a shit. I'm not Word. even turned off now. I know. I should have told Shorty, but I, she, yo, she, she bounced my. T- <laughs> but I would have done the same thing, though. You, you feel anybody that hot? Yeah. You know, son, I could feel it. Like I had my back turned to her, right? I could feel her, and I heard her say, "Yo, you are burning up." Right? I'm thinking, I'm a hot dude. Like I mean, yeah, I, I'm. My body temperature. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm the it's same. It's always on I'm high. Shake my hand in the cold temperature. All the girls be like, you're so hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like I that. that I'm, all the time. I'm warm-blooded, for yeah. real, for real, right? So I'm thinking, I'm trying to struggle off. She's like, oh, yo, you burning. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm hot. Yeah. I'm laying there. That could just hear her slither away. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
let me get away from this dude right here. Damn, it sucks that everything is COVID. You can't get regular sick anymore. Right. Like, you can't just have a regular stomach right. ache or a regular fever. Why can't it be a regular fever? People get fevers every day. That's but not, not happening. Yeah. That's not happening. Yeah. First of all, here's the other thing. Like, mm-hmm. you go into a spot and they put that thermometer on you, like, that's going to determine if you're good or not. It, that that don't do it. They said some people are asymptomatic. Yeah. So me being at 97 degrees don't mean I don't got it. Facts. Half the people that are 97 degrees are probably walking in with that. Right. So, but oh, oh, you're good. All right, all right. Yeah. Come into the strip club, though. I mean, I guess it could like alienate the people that have the symptoms, you know, to get them, keep them out. Real talk. You know what I mean? But, yeah, but you're a, right. That's, that's like, a good angle. Yeah, you know, but. That's a good angle. We can't, we can't mitigate all of it, but we at least gonna stop the ones that, that with the signs, you yeah. know what I'm saying? With the blood yeah, leaking you're not out about the nose. Yeah, you're not about right. to come in here like fucking right, sweating right. and gotcha. shit, like ready to that gamble at the hard rock and shit. That makes sense. That's wild, man. I got Gene Harding in here, comedian. How, how's the transition for you during this time, like during the COVID shit? Like, oh, this was some of the hardest things to go through for a comedian. Are you trying to like take your vibe like digital now, focus more online? Because you, since you, you can't travel and you, do shows. You have no choice. Yeah. Like if you if you're trying to compete if you're trying to do this as a comedian an actor whatever you so that's what I do like I'm an actor too like mm-hmm. I did a lot of stuff on uh, I was on Ballers anyway just look me up you know where I'm at nah, talk your shit we gotta talk talk speak on your accolades so people well know. I I say it only to say that at some point in my life and in my career mm-hmm. things was smooth like I was getting mm-hmm. cast for joints and mm-hmm. I was I drive down to Miami or fly wherever and I did my joints mm-hmm. and so. That was fun. So for the budding actors and comedian, we knew the grind. We knew mm-hmm. what we had to do. And then COVID came and just undercut everybody, right? So now it's the it level of playing field. Mm-hmm. And right now, the, the, the only major playing field is social media. Mm-hmm. So I used to hate social media. Mm-hmm. I just got to... I got to shake it off. You know what I feel like too? And you to correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of comedians, when they go, on the, they, they go on the road and do their shows, they get away with being comfortable with the same set and they tell the same jokes in, in a lot of their shows. But with you having to go online now, you got to be constantly writing new material because you can't put the same, you do one post of a joke, you got to write some new shit for the next post. You can't like go shops, to the next city. Shops, and, shops, you being optimistic. So yeah. You're giving a lot of human beings hope. Nah, yeah. Some dudes don't give a damn. Like they're just telling the same shit all the time, every time. Some those are those are those dudes. Yeah. So it being digital ain't gonna change. Like if 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 that dude mm-hmm. gets on any platform mm-hmm. and does his jokes that murdered whatever, mm-hmm. he'll go on a different social media platform, and so it don't matter. So it's not even a matter of what changed digitally. Got you. You know what I mean? Just like so. First of all, here's the thing. A lot of dudes going to do the same jokes because they practicing. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see some jokes because it don't you get good. You perfected it as right. it's gone. Right. So you, you don't get good until it's good. So you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some of the good ones are able to do those jokes, but every night is going to be different. Mm. Not necessarily like what they say, but mm-hmm. just they know that the, the, the nuance of the audience is different. Right. So they could change an inflection on something. Some of the some of the good ones like know there's how to, comedians that know how to audible, right? No, like, no like, question. Like, no question called right, audible, right? No and there's question. a lot of comedians who don't know how to audible, and they just and they go that, within they, their routine, and, and even they see, though they see signs. They see of, the blitz. They see the blitz coming, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't know, and they stay in that pocket, mm-hmm. and they just think that their their punchline is going to hit that end zone, mm-hmm. and they get blacked out mm-hmm. <laughs> by non laughing 
D line. Yeah. 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 So how often for, you, for someone like you, how often do you write new jokes and keep your stuff fresh? Or do you just kind of, because note if, like, when I watched your, your set, it kind of felt like after you, you had your routine, and then after you did your routine, it felt like you were like, okay, there's rhythm in this crowd. I'm going to go into a different bag and just take jokes from my different bags and, so, and chest it out. So I don't have a routine. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I, I, I didn't know what jokes I was going to talk about. Okay. But I'm at a comfortable place where I got a lot I could talk about mm-hmm. that could be inspired by what's going on right now. Got you. So... That will inspire the audible that you call. Yeah. Okay. Like so, I already know. Like, I, like, like, if I'm if I'm Tom Brady, you know what I mean? You know, I'm I'm paying. Like, I already know what my backup could do. Mm. Okay. So that's what made them great. Okay. Because, the, like I said, the blitz is gonna come. Right. Or, or the screen is gonna come. Like the different things gonna happen, and you're right. gonna, you're not gonna. And so you you and you still don't know the outcome. Mm-hmm. You still don't know the outcome. Cause mm-hmm. you could bet in Vegas all day, you're not gonna know exactly where that ball's right. gonna land. How, but you're gonna just you trust that mm-hmm. what you did before might. So that's what we do. Okay. We trust that what worked before might work now, with a little sprinkle of a whole different uh, new change of plan, like a new thing. But it's still like we know. So would you say like what is it like maybe like more a little more than half is like something you've already done and it's 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 mastered and then every show maybe you sprinkle testing some new material and see how it goes. Oh, well, it also depends on the show. Oh, okay. Like it depends on the show. Like if I'm booked for like a corporate gig and they like they see my work and they want me to do something, then mm-hmm. I'm gonna go there with a set. I know what jokes I want to do. I'm okay. gonna stick with it. Okay. A driving movie theater somewhere, people is honking yeah. their horns. <laughs> To let you know how they feel about you, money. Yo, money, if you ain't loose off the top, yeah. you're going to get caught. Damn. You're going to get up on that stage and try to do your shit. Yeah. And they're going to be like... I feel like the hey. trick is like, you know, like, for example, if you saw a Ford Focus in the crowd, you, it's going to trigger you, oh, about the story of the girl you picked up in the Ford Focus. Yeah. And then you go that route. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That, yeah. A lot of that could happen. Or... You could just start making things. I said on that stage that night, I'm like, yo, I don't know if y'all laughing at, y'all enjoying this, or if y'all heckling. I never got heckled by a car horn before. Right. Because what I was trying to stop was if the people didn't like the show, they start being assholes and start honking a horn oh. to annoy you and or shut you up from telling you. Damn, I didn't even think of it that way. So I had to already approached that. I'm like, yo, let me just... Because, you know, first of all, you sit in your car or your mm-hmm. truck or wherever you at. So you, a lot of people was fucked up already. They was yeah. drunk. Mm. But you're not going to know that because you don't hear it. Yep, you don't see but it. But they're just mm-hmm. sitting there, they're smoking it, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're chilling. They're drunk. And so they like, so now, those could be the worst hecklers in a regular comedy club. Mm. But now they ain't car. You can't tell. Yeah. So if you say something they don't like, mm. and they just leaning on the horn. They don't want to hear nothing else you got to say. And I didn't want that. So I said, let me address them. Mm. And then I felt like, because you asked me earlier at the top of the podcast about how was I able to tell if they were laughing or enjoying it. And that's how I did it. Because I said, yo, I've never been heckled by horns before. Mm -hmm. And then I knew that they were like waiting to hear what you had to say. Mm -hmm. Then they honked in response. Gotcha. It was dope, man. That was one of the dopest shows, man. So how do you know when it's right to test out like new material? Is it you, you just kind of know, homie? Oh, okay, you, you just never it. know. You better just swing that bat. Yeah, Damn. you better step out there and swing that bat, and, and it's, it's going to come at a cost. 
Mm-hmm. I've been on stage. I did a show one time. Russell Peters was in the green room. Mm-hmm. He had the eight o'clock show, and then there was a ten o'clock a hood show that happened, mm-hmm. right? So Ru- Russell Peters came through, murdered his shit. Mm-hmm. I'm in the green room with him because I was going to be the feature for the ten o'clock hood show, right? Mm-hmm. And so me and him talking, we had a dope time. And Russell Peters is he's he's a, he's one another dope celebrity. Mm-hmm. And then we get that shit off. Now they call me up for the second show. Russell stayed because we got so cool. He stayed and watched my set. I got on that stage and I was trying new shit. Like I had just written it that day, mm-hmm. but it was my birthday, mm-hmm. so I was a little twisted. Mm-hmm. So then I got on the stage, twisted. And I tried my new shit. And that hood looked at me like, yo, if you don't get your ass out of here. Damn. When I got off the stage, Russell looked at me like, yo, what happened to the dude I met in the green room? Yeah. He's like, yo, what happened to him? Damn. Damn. Yeah. So it was like, I guess you just swing the bat. If it doesn't work, just go right to one of your night big jokes that you know is going to work right right after and just move forward. And so that's what happens. So so that's what the experience does. Mm -hmm. So that happened years ago when I didn't have an arsenal. To go in, mm. you know, I didn't have a bag mm-hmm. back then. Be like, yo, yeah. let me just hit him with some, or at least I didn't have enough, or at least I didn't have the confidence mm-hmm. to go back into the bag and pull something else to save it. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't have. You were back affected then. too much by the failure. By of the not failure work. of that joint mm-hmm. right there, that I thought everything I was going to do was going to be a failure. So yeah. I didn't. I never saved myself from that. Yeah. And I bombed. And I, yeah. <laughs> and I had to take that L. That's but cool. now I got see. I got years. I got. It, it it it's gonna be hard for you to see like a um like a Dave Chappelle or Jerry Seinfeld or Kevin Hart bomb, mm-hmm. Chris Rock. It's going it's gonna be close to impossible to see them bomb mm-hmm. at this level because even their bombing might, might might just be them like feeling they ain't get the response that they used to. Mm-hmm. But it's not gonna be because they didn't know how to. They at a level now where like, yeah. There ain't nothing that can happen yeah. in an audience that they can't pull out of. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Miami on the rocks. I'm here. Gene Harding, the middle of the quarantine, middle of the pandemic. At least sports came back, bro. Like, I don't know what's going to happen it, with foot. But did it. Yeah, it's kind of like halfway, right? Yo, sound like Just I, a tip. I ain't been able to get fully invested, man, because I don't even... The rules are different now. It's like we're playing basketball in the middle of August. Like, I'm not used to that. Like, this. And they, they, they full on going through like playoffs. I'm like, yo, month playoffs. We ain't see half the year. Like, what? I'm not counting this season, bro. I don't even count it. This is just something thrown together. Like, how, how is that affecting their pay, though, by the way? Are they getting that's prorated? That's a good question. I have no idea. All I know is they're in a bubble and it's like a, like a campus that they can't leave. They can't even have groupies in. They can't sneak groupies I in. Heard, didn't somebody get jumped off the, off the team because. Um, I think it was they, they, I think it was Lou Williams went to the strip club in Atlanta. Yo, <laughs> Lou, so you're not allowed to leave. If you leave, you have to quarantine for 14 days before you could come back in the bubble where everyone's at, right? So my man left, and there was like a rapper. I, I, I don't know the rapper's name, a famous rapper in the strip club at, like in Atlanta posting a video with Lou Williams, I believe his name was. And it that was a, like he snitched on him in that video. So like, oh, he's out of the bubble, boom, boom, boom. And I think he got suspended. He had the quarantine and all that. Oh but, man! But you, yeah, you can't even bring groupies in, bro. It's tough. Like, how, how are you gonna be able to play basketball without groupies? Without groupies? Without, like that's 
They, they got to quarantine for like 14 days if they want to come in. There can't be groupies like... Groupies are the backbone of this country. We do what they we do. They make the world go round, man. bro. Man. Oh, man. They can make you feel special on those lonely nights. Mm. <laughs> like, bro, all those shots that Steph Curry makes, that's like his side chick making that happen. <laughs> nah, that one, I don't know. I feel like... Uh, uh, what's the name? Aisha? Hmm? That's his wife's name, Aisha? Yeah. yeah I, I feel like she... She keeps him on check. You think so? I think she might be. I, I don't know. Because what, what was all that like stuff that leaked? I think it was a couple years ago where like it made her look prude. I think she went on a show and said that, damn, what did she say? But like but people it, were it, like, it, it not, wasn't a good look for her. I, all right. I think I know what you're talking about. But it, what it didn't do was make her look prude. If, so if that's what you're saying, it might be something different. But she got on and she said how now that she's with Steph, she misses dudes hollering at her. Mm, mm. But and talk about the way she dresses because she dresses like a, you know, like a, like a mom. Yeah, like an old lady mom. Mm. Like you know, like yeah, still yeah, yeah. go to your man's games and still kind of have a little like yeah, it's my girl. Right? Lady, you know what I mean? Yeah, she kind of look. So girls were coming at her, taking shots at her. So like, I don't want my I want my girl to be a mom, but I still want her to have that like. Yeah, you know that I mean? sounds good. That sounds good. But I'm sure Steph is. Perfectly fine with how she get down because a lot of them chicks are so loose out there, B, that she just was he nah. He got I, a side chick for sure. I think so. I think Steph I don't, Curry got a side chick. See, but side chick comes with a lot of uh, in, investment. Look like, or he's got a city, a, a girl in a couple maybe, cities. Maybe, you know maybe I mean? that, maybe that. But I don't think there's one other chick that's holding him down. Oh, no, no, no. Emotionally, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's that at He's all. He's got a couple pops and different That's cities. why I ain't mad at Robert Kraft going to that little $69 joint, man. Like, let, let the dude live, son. Everybody mad at him. He was a billionaire. Yo, he, listen, for $69, you can forget about your life for a second. And I don't got to talk to this chick for another. Come on, man. You, you, she, I, I wish I knew. Where he went. Oh, I got Gene Harding in here, bro. Please let the people know where they can follow you, find you. Yeah, you can find me on social media, Instagram. Like, I, I got lucky. So Instagram, I signed on as soon as it opened. So it's Gene Harding. You got my name. Mm. I ain't got to do much. But like, like, I got my homeboy who, his Instagram is at Lenny. Damn. Lenny. Like, he must have been like the third dude ever <laughs> to sign up. So I got lucky. So Gene Harding is my joint. If you go on Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Facebook, uh, Tinder, it's just going to be Gene Harding. Just look that up. G-E-N-E Harding. You can go to GeneHardingNow.com. How's your Tinder game? I just got back on it and it is trash because I'm swiping right for everybody and then whoever likes me, now I'm all scrutinizing like, oh, I didn't mean for you. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't doing well at all. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming through, bro. The door's always open. I bet. Definitely a vibe. And do you have any planned shows coming up or yeah. what's, what's in the I, works? I'm, at, I'm doing the Miami Improv on the patio every Tuesday with Cisco Duran, Fools of Comedy. We're doing this every Tuesday. Dope. And that's it. That's the only thing we got for now for comedy. Wow. Dope. Every check out Gene Harding. Check out Cisco Duran every Tuesday. Miami Improv at the patio. Appreciate you coming through, my bro. My dude. Love.